BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the Baseball Insiders Podcast with Mark Carmen. And Robert Murray. And a happy Thursday afternoon. Welcome to your favorite place, or at least one of your places, for baseball chatter with my buddy, my friend, my hero, Robert Murray, at by Robert Murray on Twitter with a sweet hat today. And I got to be honest, it is kind of worth just leading with the fact that Kevin Durant rumors just broke that he wants to get traded out of Brooklyn. But this is a baseball pod, although, KD, you want to come to Chicago. You want to be a bull, buddy. Let's do a little sign and trade with Zach Levine. I'm down. Uh, but, okay, maybe he's going to Phoenix where you're at, Bert, with a little DeAndre Ayton. Uh, there you go. It could be, Carm. I'm telling you, everybody's flocking to Phoenix now. First me, well, now, you know, uh, now possibly Kevin Durant. Bird alert right here, buddy. Let's 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 yeah. let's get some Durant knowledge. Jump in here on the chat. Any questions? Just as we like to do at the start of the show, I'll just give you an idea of what we're going to be hitting on. And any questions? Uh, we love you. We appreciate you. Subscribe to the Baseball Insiders. We uh, Bert will do his very best to give you any inside information that he has on whatever you are interested about. Uh, but there's the Freddie Freeman. Casey Close, Doug Gottlieb war that's going on. We're going to start there. Uh, Wolf. Wolf is right. We've got uh, an interesting story coming out of Minnesota where, uh, I don't know, the uh, pitching coach who was with the first-place Minnesota Twins is on his way to LSU. And could this actually be a trend? Kind of an interesting moment of college baseball jumping in here uh, at the major leagues. Also, uh, Mike Clevenger pitching well for the Padres and screaming at Bob Brenly. That's a little interesting moment in time on his face. That was awesome. Uh, we've got some Avi Garcia Marlin stuff for you. And Bert's going to give some love to the Pirates. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, and also, but, something I did not mention in there, Carm, is I yeah. actually got an email um, from a fan asking about like what the industry is like, uh, just like from like the national – um the national writers perspective so later on if we have time we can touch on that one too but like it was a question that's like i i kind of want to answer that one the so. industry as in what's it like to work around baseball is that how you're is that what you're gonna just answer like how the other insiders treat one another oh like, yeah, which i don't think many people I, I didn't think people were wondering about that but evidently they do well hey listen uh just from my own seat here sports broadcasting is very difficult and I think you should very much consider another field. 
But if you want to compete in this particular incredibly competitive spot in life, then you are welcome aboard. Just really want to go after it and get her done. And you could be the next Robert Murray who is making waves and just creating a whole corner of the baseball world for himself at the, at, in, at, a, at a very rapid pace. So congratulations, by the way, Bert. I love, I love, I love giving you love. I appreciate that, Carmen. It wouldn't be possible without you. Oh, There's yeah, no, no. Say, it's the truth. No, no, no. I'm jumping on the back end of you. But, hey, let's – all right, let's do this. So, Doug Gottlieb, Fox Sports radio host, he comes out and he alleges that Freddie Freeman fired Casey Close, his agent, because Close never told Freddie Freeman about an Atlanta Brave final offer. Um, this is what he put on Twitter, and he found out in Atlanta this weekend that Freeman found this out. It isn't that rare to have happened to happen in MLB, but it happened. Close apparently knew that Freddie would have taken the Atlanta deal. Now, Casey Close counters with, quote, there is no truth whatsoever to what Doug Gottlieb recklessly tweeted, and I would testify under oath. We are currently evaluating all legal options in this matter. Now, XL Sports, by the way, is Close's agency. Bert, you know everyone in this game. Uh, at least to the, the agent game. So I don't know what's true here, but my own like little – it just doesn't make sense to me that he wouldn't present – why does Casey Close care where Freddie F- Freeman plays baseball? Uh, like why would he be so in bed with the Dodgers to not present an offer back? That doesn't make any sense to me. But go ahead. What do you got on this? So I, I want to preface with this. As soon as I saw Doug Gottlieb's tweet yesterday, I knew, oh, shit, this is going to be trouble. Because that putting that out there is that, – that's a big ac- accusation right there, Carm. Yeah. And I'm not surprised that Casey Close responded in the way that he did. And if we're being completely honest, like I would imagine there's very few people who actually know what happened in that negotiation. It's going to be Freeman – it's going to be Alex Anthopoulos. It's going to be Casey Close and Victor Menacal. It's going to be those four guys and maybe a select few others. And there are a lot of theories going around in baseball right now as to what exactly happened. I, I've heard a lot of them, and I don't think anybody has a concrete answer of what just happened. But I know, based on the reactions that I got yesterday um, and – just even like that statement from Casey Close, that was not, that report was not accurate. And now they're threatening a lawsuit of Doug Gottlieb. So it's just the latest wrinkle. And hang on, let's, there's somebody, Brian is saying Hector Gomez is tweeting something about a Juan Soto extension. Okay, Brian. I love, you just rattled Bert. In the middle, just stopped his Casey close Freddie right. Freeman run. Yeah, hang on, do your thing, Carl. I'm going to send some texts. Okay, here we go. Bird on the move. This is why you love the baseball insiders because Bert will just forget that he's on a show for a minute be, and and chase the news because there's one thing in life that Bird is motivated by is not letting any scoop pass him by. Look at that serious look on his face. Uh, if I if I'm just going to wrap up my thoughts on on, on Freddie Freeman. And Casey Close. Um, look, Gottlieb's alleging that Close deliberately hid an additional Braves offer from Freeman. Why would he do that? Why? Why? Why would an agent do that? 
That doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, and Doug has I don't know Doug personally. I have no beef with Doug myself, but I have also noticed that Doug likes to push the envelope. And sometimes Doug's thoughts are are a little curious. So is close trying to cover his ass? I suppose that's possible. But just when I saw the first one, my first reaction to that tweet was this doesn't sound right. This doesn't sound right at all from Doug. Like I did not trust Gottlieb's reporting at all. That was that was my that was my initial inclination. What'd you find out, Bert? I have not found out anything, and I'm just I've sent seven texts, and we'll wait till we get something back. So I will say this: um, I that would surprise me in regards to Juan Soto because for for two reasons here is Scott Boris loves to take his players to free agency so they can set their markets um and he wants to maximize the dollar value and two he does not typically like to do in-season negotiating um and this would go against both of his things or both both of the things that he just he lives by in terms of negotiation so i'm i'm skeptical i have not heard anything quite yet we will find out answers as we're on the pod um so, yeah, that's that's my current stance now about TBD. Well, when it came to Soto, we talked about this about a month ago, call it, and you were adamant that Soto was not going to get traded. Yeah, he's not going to get traded. No way. Okay. <coughs> so based yeah. on that, I would think that the Nationals uh, would be, on their side of it, interested in an extension. Oh, for sure. And like I remember, there was um, there was so or what was it with with Soto? There was an offer according to Enrique Rojas a while ago uh, that the Nationals had made, but like the talks went nowhere. They turned it down, and it was I think it was right before the lockout started. And I just had somebody text me saying um, agreed in terms of my stance on um Soto and Nationals extension talks like that I don't think it's going to be happening but not an official answer but I guess we'll see okay uh well here let's get into some of your questions today we all we go from the start so and uh DAB Sports you've been here a couple times you you asked at the beginning your first like is there Cubs rumors and then now you're asking is Wilson Contreras trying to beat five years and 110 million Uh, I was actually at the Cub game last night uh, paid $25 a ticket for front row in the upper deck, one of the best seats in all of baseball, Burt Wrigley Field, front row. It was just an amazing view. R- took my niece, uh, Grace Carmen, out there. We had some uh, – they, they have an interesting concession uh, process at Wrigley right now. You, It's all placed out there for you. So you just grab what you want, grab your hot dog, grab your nachos, grab your beer, and then you put it on a weighted – thing at the end that somehow can scan what the product is and it all just lights up there for you so i was like how the hell does this thing know that this is nachos but it knew thing was amazing now the nacho cheese had been on there for a while old and bad and the food sucked and i've been having stomach problems all day today but yeah that's what happens when you start dieting though Carmen. you have some of that stuff and then boom right i i've been eating great and then i went to Ridley last night and you know i was with my niece and we got to do it but all right tell me about Contreras. uh everybody in chicago thinks that wilson Contreras is getting dealt um i think he's getting dealt and and uh i do i do wonder if there's any chance that 
the Cubs trade him and then actually bring him back in the offseason? I mean, maybe. I mean, but here's here's the thing is I, I fully expect him to be traded, but it is going to be really hard for him to beat the five one ten um structure. I think that was what JT Rulamuto got from the Phillies. And we've seen how catchers in those deals ever since they get into their early to mid thirties pan out for about a five or six year deal. And I would imagine there's teams that are going to be extremely um, hesitant to do a deal like that, especially since uh, the Cubs this year have prioritized giving him rest. Um, They signed Jan Gomes for a reason. They gave him a a decent amount of money so they can keep Contreras fresh. And I would, I'm going to, I'll call it very unlikely that he gets to the $510 million mark. What's what do you what's your guess, Bert? What does he come in at? Too early to tell. Too early to tell, huh? Okay. Well, uh, this dude with a bad Cubs team has. There's been no lack of energy from him. He is appreciate. I mean, he is. Bases the Reds had the bases loaded last night, and they you know hit a bullet of a fly ball to center field and. Chris Morrill, the Cubs rookie center fielder, who's done a pretty decent job in uh, getting an opportunity here, came in, made a nice play, threw it to the plate, bang, bang, got him. And Contreras is, you know, as excited as if they're in the race. So for whatever it's worth, I just it it impresses me that he continues to deal in on this team and 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 just act like he wants to be here, despite the fact that the Cubs are out of it and all his most of his friends at least have been traded out of town. Uh, Joshua. I hope I'm saying that right. Thank you, buddy. Hey, Robert, big fan of the show. And Carm, too. He didn't he meant to put that in there, but he just forgot about that. Could you see the Marlins? Could you see the Marlins trading Pablo Lopez or possibly trading Brian Reynolds? Okay, I'll start with the Brian Reynolds thing. That's they're one of the teams that really likes Brian Reynolds. And I think there's three teams who are a perfect fit for Reynolds. You have the Yankees, who I mentioned on the last show. You have the Marlins. And then um, I think Toronto would be, or not Toronto, might be Toronto. There was another team. Um, boy, I'm trying to think. Of, there was another team. But anyways, I'll focus on the uh, on the Yankees and the Marlins here. Sure. Um, and for any team that is going to try to trade for Brian Reynolds, it is going to take an absolute haul. Um, there was a report from Bob Nightingale last year that um, the – they were asking the Padres for a certain number of prospects. I was told what Nightingale reported was extremely light. And for the Marlins in that trade to get Reynolds or get a player like that, they're probably going to have to deal from their pitching depth, which is where that ends up coming into play. Um, But I, I've seen the reports or even some writers speculate that a Reynolds trade could be possible. I am in the camp of that. It is unlikely um, because He's an ascending player. He's young. He's controllable. And the Pirates have all the leverage right now, and he's cheap. So that's unless they're blown away with an offer, I do not see Brian Reynolds moving. The Lopez part of it is kind of interesting. I mean, he was unbelievable at the start of the year, and now he's basically been awful. So I'm not sure how much interest is actually out there for him. What are you hearing? I have not heard his name in terms of rumors. But, I mean, it, it's possible. But, yeah, I don't I mean, yeah. Okay. That's, okay. That's where I'm at. He, he's not. He's not. Uh, he's not moving the needle here, Pablo Lopez. 
I mean, they're not paying the needle, but I just I have not. Uh, he's, they're I not, not paying his name. Okay, let's move on to our guy Leandro. Good to see you today, my friend. Uh, one, what is your expectation on the next free agent contracts? Correa, Turner, Bogarts, Judge looking for three hundred or close to it record annual salaries do you think there will be money for everybody that's an interesting question there wasn't money for Correa this past offseason not that not what he wanted at least no it's that's a really good question and so I fully expect Trey Turner and Aaron Judge to get their money I think Correa is more likely going to get his money um but I don't know if it's going to end up being the type of deal that he was seeking last year because uh, there was reports, I believe, that he was seeking 325 plus million, uh, which is last time I checked, that's a lot of money. Um, that's some money. Yeah, big See, money. Uh, we got the con- we got the con- confirmation right there. Ju- I mean, I wonder, can Judge touch 400? Boy, I don't, I don't think so. But okay. that would require probably more than 12 years, and I think, yeah, and okay. I, I don't, I don't see that one happening, but. Um, He's going to – Judge is going to get a lot of money. I bet you that one – You're going to get a lot of money. You're going to get a lot, a lot of money. Yeah, he's going to get a lot of dough. Trey Turner is going to get a lot of dough. Um, Turner, I'm very confident, uh, as I've said on this pod before, that he's going to get more money per year than Corey Seager, but less years. Like, I would look at that kind of a contract. And he's going to get – he's going to get a lot of money. I think Trey Turner, to me – is the best player in base or best shortstop in baseball. I think he's that good. So um, Xander Bogarts too. Like this is another case where the free agent shortstop market, if, um, if boy, I, uh, hang on, do your thing, Carm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Bird on the move once again here. Uh, I don't personally, uh, I don't know. I just don't get super caught up on whether or not, all these dudes are going to get paid, but I'll tell you this much. Like if it's my team and I'm going out there, uh, you know, whatever. And, and then you're going to pay, give call it Aaron judge a 10 year deal for 34 a year, 340 million. I'm never super excited by that. I'm like, that's like you win the moment, but you like, uh, you, you don't win the war if you will. Those contracts never, ever tend to work out. It's very, very rare. So to me, it's buyer beware on all of them. I get that Bert's super excited about Trey Turner, but like $300 million for Trey Turner, that just seems completely and utterly crazy to me. Yes, Bert, you're back. I'm getting closer to getting an answer. Not definitive on it yet, though. Okay. Okay. Closer, but not definitive. Um, that's okay. By the way, just. It's a slight left turnout. I just got to get this off my chest. I'm getting a bunch of texts about this too. UCLA and USC coming to the Big Ten is complete bullshit. Uh, that that is just college college sports is dumb. Uh, which speaking of, Bert, I, let's let's get your topic in here because um, you wanted to discuss the Minnesota Twins losing their pitching coach. Uh, West Johnson to LSU, which is just uh, uh, it's never thought about this as something that would go on in Major League Baseball. But I guess I didn't realize that, you know, a pitching coach in, in MLB makes around, three, I guess, 300 and some odd thousand dollars is the going right here. And so West leaving LSU for LSU, 
where he's going to – and he was a higher-pay pitching coach, closer to four. They're going to give him that money. They're going to give him a bunch of incentives for camps and, comp, and, and, and other stuff that you can get on a college campus. He's going to work less. Now he's going to have to recruit, but he's probably going to make double the money and have you know, more free time, less travel, and, and not the prestige of being in Major League Baseball, but I don't know. seems to make some sense to me why it would be attractive to him. Here's the thing, though, Carm, is he's actually making less at LSU than he was making with the Twins. He's making about $20,000 less. In salary, but but not in, 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 in all the incentives that he's going to get, yeah. right? Which, yeah, yeah, that's I think that's accurate if I'm remembering his contract correctly. But I, the, I think the, this could the, be oh, – let, let me just read it to you. The, the Athletic wrote it like this. Many of the elite college programs offer for pitching and hitting coaches and based on ERA, team record, postseason success – bonus that previously were reserved mostly for head coaches. Additionally, school-run camps offer separate compensation packages in the six-digit range for the relatively light work of setting up the program for volunteers and students to implement with children on campus for the summer. Um, so, you know, here, here's your salary, but here's a sweet bonus. I, it's, it's amazing to me that there's that much dough around college baseball, but for the elite programs, there apparently is. No, there most definitely is. And I, it's it's why I think we're going to end up seeing this become more of a norm. Um, I think we're going to see it happen maybe a couple more times in the next couple of years. Um, I know, I believe it's the University of Michigan is looking for a coach, and they ended up being connected immediately to um, Chris Fetter, the Tigers pitching coach, but he declined. Um, and then it was Michael Berdar. Uh, the San Diego Padres hitting coach, who's only 27 years old, Carm. Um, he was connected to the job. I have not heard anything more than that, but it's it's fascinating. And the fact that J- Wes Johnson ended up leaving midseason, like he drew some fan criticism in Minnesota, Carm, mm-hmm. but he's a very respected pitching coach. We got to see Sonny Gray. We got to see Chris Archer. We got to see a lot of these guys in Minnesota speak out and say, like, this is – like we love this guy, and I've like I, there was one pitcher with them who said that he had never connected better with a pitching coach in his life than he did with Wes Johnson. Um, it, that was a tough blow, and the fact that the Twins are in first place and he still did that—that that is, uh, it's pretty damning, Carm. Is what that is. Yeah, I, I'm a little curious. Like, how is he allowed out? You can just leave. You're under contract. How's that yeah, work? Evidently, well, I don't know. That's. Very strange. But, yeah, yeah, I I guess you can do it. All right. Brian's in here saying that uh, Jacob DeGrom potentially making a rehab start on Sunday. What have league executives said about him in free agency? you hearing anything about Jacob DeGrom? Yeah, with DeGrom, if he pitches the last half of the year or even like the last third of the year, I would expect him to opt out of his contract. And he is going to get a lot of money, um, despite like not pitching much in the last couple of years. It's like that's been the expectation from people that I've talked to. Uh, nothing definitive though from the Mets. And like Degrom even said before the year, or pretty re- like I think it was before the year that he was going to opt out of his contract. And it's very rare that you hear a player like that definitively before the end of a, before even the start of a season say that. But he did. Um, and I'm going to hold him to his word at this point, especially if he pitches, like as I said, the last third or last half of the year. 
hey, if if it makes sense, if he gets back out there and teams see that the that uh, everything looks intact, the money's most definitely going to be there. Brian also wanting to know about the Jays. Uh, do they want a frontline starter? And uh, the Twins and Padres potentially interested in Joey Gallo. Uh, so, rumors around Toronto, yes. Yeah, I would be floored if Toronto added a frontline starter because they have um, they have the top two of Alec Manoa and Kevin Gosman, who they're very high on, and then they just traded an extended four or extended um, Jose Barrios. If they're going to add a starting pitcher, I think it's going to end up being a back half of the rotation guy. Um, but as far as you meant, what you said, Joey Gallo. Um, He's wondering if, if Gallo would be an interest to the Twins and or Padres. Twins make a whole lot of sense. Uh, that one, I think he could very much benefit from a, uh, a change of scenery out of New York, as I've said. And the Twins and the Yankees have a history of making trades, as evidenced by the Josh Donaldson deal before the year. Um, but I still am continu- I'm under the belief, though, like to me, that the best fit for Joey Gallo out there is the Padres. And we know Preller likes him, tried to trade for him in the past. Like, that's going to be one. I know I've mentioned Chad Pinder there a lot. We got my Chad Pinder quote in for the day, Carm. Look at that. We're, we're, we're already. Pinder, we got you, buddy. Um, but, yeah, I think Gallo is a very strong fit in San Diego. Okay. Uh, my guy, Johnny, good to see you back, Johnny. Appreciate your loyalty. Hit that subscribe button, everybody. Baseball Insiders, Tuesdays and Thursdays, 2 o'clock Central Time, as Bert tries to make news. Uh, Johnny continuing to ask about Ian Happ. Is it getting becoming more likely that Happ gets traded? And I think, Bert, you, you are at least uh, moderately open to the fact that the Cubs may trade Ian Happ as well as Wilson Contreras and – I don't know, David Robertson. Listen, the Cubs are open for dumping business. Yeah, um, it wouldn't like it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest that if they trade Ian Happ, um, like that, I, I think it makes a whole lot of sense there, Carm. And they got plenty of trade candidates in Chicago land. They got, I mean, we've mentioned Wilson Contreras. We got uh, David Robertson. That's one I have not mentioned. That guy is going to get a lot of interest at the deadline. Um, Pitch well. And also, I could not remember the other team that I had as the fit for uh, Brian Reynolds. Uh, it was the Padres. Okay. Um, so that that would be the third team I was thinking of, but I don't I don't know if they're talking about it now or anything. Just that, I think that's a good fit there. Okay. I, I, as uh, I would like to have this reminder for Cub fans, Ian Happ getting traded that would be a good thing. Uh, that that dude is gonna he's going to ride a roller coaster his entire career. I've never been a huge fan. He's not good at any position defensively. He's at best average at all of uh I'm just I'm not a huge fan. Uh Harry Gonzalez. Hey guys, we love you, Harry. Good to see you. Huge fan of the show. Thanks so much. He's I'm an Angels fan. I would like to know if I should just give up hope on the season or if Perry and Company will actually look to improve the roster. Uh I'm still mourning the Joe Madden firing over here. Bert, should 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 Harry hang in there? I think you should hang in there, um, but I, I don't blame you for being frustrated over there. That is, that's tough. I, I saw there was a, a joke tweet that I saw. It was or a parody tweet yesterday. It was um, that Trout and Otani 
Um, we're 14 of 14 uh, just at the plate, and the Angels are losing 27 to 5 or whatever it was. And I thought that was freaking hilarious. Um, I just, it's so sad. Like, they have the two or two of the best players in baseball, and yet they can't get out of their own way. Um, I, I, I Michael Kopak yeah. last night, buddy. That's not, uh, that's not nothing. It was, took, took that's, that's true. You know, that, that is true. But yeah, and I'm trying to see what the question is. But I got a one answer from somebody who um, I thought would know about Soto and the Nationals responded with, I don't know. So, Bert, stay yeah, with me, buddy. I guess we got that. We got that going for us. Okay. Uh, yeah. But are the, do you see the Angels trying to add on here? Which, um, listen, the I mean, let's 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 remind everybody that uh, after last night's four-one win over the White Sox, the Angels improved to four games under five hundred. Which it was so sweet when the Angels were right there with the Astros in the AOS. But uh, as we sit today, yeah. they're in third. They're twelve back, and uh, the wild card picture is not exactly super encouraging when you got a bunch of teams in front of you and you're five back. Yeah, and. If they okay, let's say they do decide to trade Carm, yeah, uh, and like sell off. Okay, they got some intriguing pieces here. Um, you got two rotation guys in Noah Syndergaard and Michael Lorenzen who are signed to one-year deals. I'm mm-hmm. sure at some point, if they decide to sell, we're going to hear maybe Shohei Otani. But I'm going to stress this now: I don't see any scenario in which that happens. That would be crazy because i we, we've seen like some speculation from people um that they could but like i would i just i don't see that happening but like they got some pieces there it's the thing is is we got another four and a half weeks until the deadline so we are not going to get answers today we're not going to get answers tomorrow it's going to be a couple weeks but how they play from now until let's say the all-star break is going to be pretty crucial and even the days after is going to be like it's going to de- determine the course of their season and how they operate at the deadline. The the Soto stuff gets keeps on being put in the chat here. So I'm, let me just read Hector Gomez's tweet. Uh, and Hector's an MLB insider. Um, uh, he's I, I I would you he's got I don't know how how connected is Hector Bert? You tell me. Um. He's got he's got some sources. I'll give him that. Okay, okay. You didn't you didn't trip over yourself to compliment him. So read into that what you want. Uh, talks are intensifying between the Nationals and Juan Soto regarding a second offer in the team to the star for thirteen years, four hundred and twenty five million, which will increase the initial three hundred fifty million dollar offer by seventy five million. Hector is correct on his math there. Three fifty to four twenty five is is seventy five. Excellent work by Hector. Uh <laughs> Does that sound accurate? Four twenty-five for thirteen. It's a lot of money, Bert. Yeah, I uh, I expected more. Really? <laughs> yeah, I uh, like. There was a lot of buzz in the industry that he could end up being a first five hundred million dollar player. Um, and I, it's just it's odd to me that um, that that they would be negotiating this now. It just as I, for all the reasons that I outlined earlier, Boris does not like to negotiate in season. Um, he likes to establish the value on the open market. It's just something doesn't add up here. I don't. I, I did the math on that, Bert. 
It's uh thirty two million six hundred and ninety two thousand three hundred and seven dollars a year. Yeah, I just Okay, you don't buy I it. I don't know. You don't buy it. You don't buy it. No, I don't. I'm 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 very, very, very skeptical here. I'll okay. I'll just throw myself there. Okay. Okay. Um I, I, I like you I like you not moving here. Uh you know, you you are you are doing your own Burt analysis in the moment to breaking news on the baseball. I will inside. say this. Yes. It, it is very it's it's challenging trying to do a pod and then also trying to figure out a potential monster scoop like that. That's yep. good. Yeah. Hey, so you guys hey. are seeing like me, this is yeah, this is tough. Well, well, I'll, I'll, I'll make it easier for you. Just answer a simple question for Brian. What's the chances that Jesse Winker gets moved? I'd say like medium in that range. I think that's yeah. like that one's got a chance. He thinks that um, the Mets are he, he thinks that the Mets are a perfect fit. I like you tying those two together. Winker to the Mets. I mean, maybe, but like, so here's here's where the Mariners' situation is interesting to me. Is they just <laughs> traded for Carlos Santana? Um, oh yeah, I, I did a birdism, I think, and Karma's laughing at it. No, 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 I'm laughing at Sean Daly getting anything bored with the. Show. <laughs> oh no, I see it. Um, but uh, with with the Mariners, it's it's interesting um, because they just traded for Carlos Santana, and we are like. That's obviously a win-now move, but the thing is, is we have a month until the deadline. It enhances their chances of winning now, which could enhance their chances of buying at the deadline. But let's say they still underperform and they fall even further out of the race than they are now. Then they could end up moving Santana and some other pieces, which is when Winker comes into play. Um, So it's I I would not rule that out in the slightest. I don't know about the Mets, but... um, yeah, we, we've seen the Mets already get connected to some starting pitchers. I saw John Heyman connect them to Luis Castillo, um, and I'm sure there's going to be plenty of other starters they're connected to as well. Uh, okay. Hey, um, I, I, I'm enjoying the, the, the moving pieces here. Uh, let's see here. What do we got here? Uh Dab Sports, you have a sneaky suspicion the Mets are going to do something big and crazy soon. I suppose that's possible. Uh, New York's been very, very, very uh, active since last offseason, and they have every reason to add on. Uh, you're also adding for two years. It's been Cubs and Padres room with the Cubs taking on big-dollar contract for a high prospect or two attached right. That is correct, Dab Sports. They wanted to take Eric Hosmer off the Padres' hands. Is it crazy to think the Pods could would trade Tatis with a bad big – Salary contract. Yes, it is completely and utterly crazy. They're not trading Fernando Tatis, at least from my perspective. No, no there's no way they trade Fernando Tatis Jr. I, so I'll actually I'll say this now. If they wait, so um, if Fernando Tatis Jr. is traded, I will eat my own foot live on the podcast. You're gonna eat your own foot. You can't eat your own foot. How about that hat? Like you'll. No, how about? Okay, that's probably more sensible. But I'll eat, I'll I'll eat this hat. Uh, if he's traded. Now, actually, let's get you something that you would eat. Let's let's have you eat an entire bag of marshmallows. What do you think of that? It sounds like it would hurt my gut, but I'm in. If if Tati, okay, I'll say it right now for everybody. I'm on the record. If Fernando Tatis Jr. is traded, I will eat a big bag of marshmallows live on the pod for everybody. Big bag of marshmallows. All right. I don't know why that popped in my head, but that's where we're going with here. 
Uh, big All bag right, of marshmallows, Bert. Uh, hey, hey, why not? All right, let, let's get to a uh, couple more of your things that you want to get out there. And, and thank you again for joining. Hit that subscribe button. We love you here at the Baseball Insiders. Uh, you wanted to give love to the Pittsburgh Pirates, so I do not want to deny you the opportunity to tell Pittsburgh how much you appreciate what the Pirates are doing. Yeah, that's so with the Pirates, this might be the first time we've praised the Pirates on this podcast, Carm. But if you look at what they have um, in the Major League roster right now, they have um, Brian Reynolds, they have O'Neill Cruz, they have Key Brian Hayes, they have um, Jack Sawinski. And I've had multiple scouts in the last couple weeks reach out to me and say, hey, if you take a look at this Pirates farm system, like it's really good. Um, and there's some, some top players there, but there's also um, – another one of their prospect Burroughs pitching, pitching prospect. I've got, there's a lot of people who are really high on him. Um, and it's, it might be the beginning of a new time for the Pittsburgh pirates, which is also another reason why it would be a pretty good idea to hold on to a guy like Brian Reynolds. They're not going to compete this year or even next year, but give them two, three years from now. Like they have a shot to be competitive in that division. What? Yeah. Do, I mean, what resources do they have to actually you know, be more competitive financially? What would you say? I mean, could they spend like, say, the White Sox are spending now, which is quite a bit, by the way, and the White Sox, even though they're in Chicago, are more of at least a middle market team. Yeah, I would call that unlikely because their their owner is not one who likes to spend. Their richest deal ever is $70 million. Um, That's So so I wouldn't – yeah, that's tough. That's 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 a tough look. That's just stupid. but yeah, that's that's why I'm very curious what their uh, if they like in their competitive window, just how much um, like they'll be able to spend. It's it's tough for them. Also, yeah, former Giant. I'll tell you. So that was actually one of my first big breaks. Carm is oh, yeah? uh, the Brian Reynolds trade. It was Andrew McCutcheon going to the Giants uh, for Brian Reynolds, and I thought I remember saying at the time that the Giants were the clear winners of that trade. Um, turns out I was way wrong because Brian Reynolds is turning into an all-star um, and a very good player. So uh, jokes on me there. You always remember one of your first scoops, Bert, right? Actually, you want to know my first ever scoop, Carm? Let's hear it, buddy. Boof Bonzer signing a minor league deal with the Cleveland Guardians. Boof Bonzer to the – how did you get it? I, I, can't, I can't say that. You can't, but yeah, you can't was, uh, tell us how you got Boof Bonzer? No, a good reporter never reveals his sources. So, uh, so I take it you still use that source now? That would be correct. And he, and, and he would care that you, that, 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 that you would put out the Boof Bonzer moment? Nope. I don't want – yeah, I know, uh, never uh, want to jeopardize myself there. Okay. Hey, listen, you know your game. Boof Bonzer. Uh, I got to be honest, Bert. I don't remember a whole lot of Boof Bonzer, but uh, you know he's a good Boof Bonzer. That's right. Yeah, that was the uh, Francisco Liriano, AJ Pierzynski, um, Boof Bonzer. There's another piece in there too. Trade with the, with the Giants. Yeah, there you go. We got Hunter Armour mentioned in it there too. With the so Giants, that was my first. Yeah, former he... Giant legend Boof Bonzer. Okay, am I looking at the? Nathan, there we go. Thank you, Hunter. Am I looking at the wrong Boof Bonzer? Because the Boof Bonzer that I'm looking at played for the Twins, the Red Sox, and Oakland. Is that a different Boof Bonzer? He was drafted by the Giants in the first round 
of uh, the 2000 MLB draft. Yeah, I, I'm not up to date on my Woof Bonds or trivia. Maybe he never played for but, the Giants. He never played for the Giants in the majors, Bert. And by the way, if you, you want to if you want to follow him on Twitter, it's at Bonzer one and his bio says he's the real Boof Bonzer. And he's followed by Big Cat J Harris and MLB. 1507 followers. I'm fo- I'm officially going I'm going to follow Boof. I'm in on Boof. I don't see Robert Murray following Boof. The first your first ever scoop and you don't even follow Boof. It's tough. I think I used to follow him though. You, nah, even worse. You used to follow him, and then you dog you dogged your first ever scoop. I mean, That's look tough. at it. Yeah. now. I, I mean, now, now. I mean, I thought we were tight, and, and now I know that you dog Booth Bonzer. I don't know where this is going to go for me. And you, one day you might unfollow at the Carm. Yeah, it could Do be fi- today. <laughs> <laughs> I can't uh, have that. Bert. I cannot have that. I'm, I'm on my on the baseball insiders. Uh, I mean, yes, I. And and I think Hunter's right. We got to get him on the show. Let's get Booth on the show. Maybe Booth will follow me back, and I will. I will. I'll get her done. Booth, damn bonds. Cool. Yeah, Let's that would it. be that. That would be cool. All right, let me get back on the game here. Uh, unless you had, do you want any more love for the Pirates? No, no. I just wanted to say that there's a lot of like there's a lot of buzz within baseball about about the Pirates and what uh, they're doing right now. So okay. good for them. Good for them. I mean. Uh, you know, in that division, Cubs in the middle of a rebuild. They'd love to have the talent that the Pittsburgh Pirates are running up right now. All right, let's go to Mike Clevenger and uh, his. I'm assuming that uh, him and Bob Brenly are not going to be having dinner anytime soon. Brenly's up in the booth. He's talking about the slow moving Clevenger, who's the 275th fastest worker out of 401 qualified pitchers, by the way. Based is empty in terms of tempo. He, uh, it takes him 9.7 seconds between pitches, which is nearly two full seconds longer than Madison Bumgardner. We pitched against the other day. Clevenger pitched very well, um, and, and they beat the Diamondbacks. But uh, uh, am I saying – yeah. So, but my, my, my point here, by the way, and Clevenger here – this is his quote, Bert. It's hard to sit here – and here are guys in the booth. They get to talk all they want and not know who the guys in the clubhouse are. You hear this back and forth that's been going on for years, especially here. And I just want Bob to know he has an open invite to come down to your clubhouse and find out who the people really are instead of just running his mouth up there. And I would like to tell Mike Levenger here on the Baseball Insiders that the great Harry Carey, one of the best announcers in the history of this damn game, who thrilled fans in Chicago with both the Cubs and the White Sox and in St. Louis and is a straight legend and the best seventh-inning stretch singer of all time. He never went down to the clubhouse because he didn't want his opinion as a broadcaster to be colored by knowing the players and having relationships where they would have to kiss or feel like he had something that he owed them. So he never went down there. And he would write players like Ryan Sandberg a letter, which we saw when uh, Hunter Armour and myself and went out and interviewed Rhino. Oh, I think we may have at his house. And Harry, Harry, hey Rhino, I don't come down and see the players, but I just want to tell you that you had, you've had a phenomenal start to your career, and you, we think you're just going to be extra special or stuff like that. So Clevenger 
asking Brenly to come down and get to know him is completely and utterly out of line, period, end of story. But go ahead. Is that, a, is that an actual take, Carm? Yeah. Yeah. Am I missing? Is it not? That for, for Brenly to go in the Padres clubhouse? He doesn't. He doesn't need to go down there and know these guys. Why does he have to know them? Uh, yeah. Why? He's an, mean, he's, an, he's an analyst. It doesn't, it doesn't hurt, though. Like, I mean, a lot it of does hurt. analysts do. It does hurt. Do you, want, do you want to listen to an analyst who's friends with all the players and he's afraid to say anything? Or do you want an analyst who's going to speak what's on his mind? I always want what an analyst what's on his mind, but I also want his insight from knowing the players too. And like, it's, you can have that delicate balance of like having relationships, but also like being critical of them at the same time. Like that's what they, that's what players, that's what coaches, um, that's what everybody in like on the team side of baseball realizes what a journalist does is it's like, they gotta be like, you want to have relationships, but you also got to be critical at the same time. He's a journalist, though. He's not a journalist. He's not writing for a newspaper or an online publication. He's a dude sitting up in a booth trying to entertain the Arizona Diamondback fans and, and give his you know un, unbiased, unfiltered opinions. He's, he's in <laughs> yeah. essence. We're, we're going to disagree on this one. Uh, okay, all right. Like right now, I'm at the old man yells at cloud meme. That's. I'm the old man. You just called me an old man yelling at a clown. <laughs> oh shit! As soon as I said that, I knew it was like, uh oh, oh boy. I That's, mean, uh, I, I, I almost I can dig myself out of this well, whole karma. No, 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 no. You, you're, you're fine. Um, I, I just want to know where people are at in the chat here. Do, do you want your color commentator to be down, getting all sorts of information and having these relationships, which might impact his ability to be? transparent on his thoughts in the moment or would you rather um you know just no relationship and have him firing away i would think most fans would want the would want the latter yeah i'm i'm all for the reporters i'm all for the analysts having relationships with the players and then still being critical in the right moments for that i think that's yeah that's well okay all right you're a cake and eat it too guy i got it um Bingo. Hunter Armour, a very wise fellow. Uh, Crook and Kipe, Giants announcers, who are some of the best, if not the best, in baseball. I don't know if they're really close with all the guys. Hunter's sure about that. They're close with all the guys. I would. I don't know if I'm completely certain, but I wouldn't know. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Johnny, oh, well, I will say, one thing I do know, Carm, is that Johnny is a very smart fellow. Um, and so is Dab Sports, too. So um, Where is... Okay, okay, okay. And put on Dab Sports' comment. Um, listen, Harry Carey, at the end of his career, uh, you know, the, the impact of all his drinking had taken a toll, uh, but uh, and, and he had maybe become a tad bit of a, a caricature of himself, if you will. But you, do, you don't have that lengthy of a career being a quote-unquote drunken buffoon. He – this – they, uh, you, you got to give him his due. It's a, it's a little, it's a little over the top. It's actually a lot over the top. Harry, Harry was the man. Um, love him, but I, I, I do have a extreme bias there. All right, Bert, where, what, what did you want to say about Clevenger that you wanted to bring up? Um, that 
what we saw yesterday from him and his quality start where he pitched six inning, pitched really well, mm-hmm. is exactly what the Padres envisioned when they got him. Um, like that's they want him and they needed him to be a frontline starting pitcher, and he's got that capability. Um, and let's say that he does continue to pitch like this from now until let's say late July, then maybe that scenario where the Padres trade from their pitching depth with Blake Snell being somebody who's been speculated a lot publicly becomes a little bit more realistic. Um, It's me spitballing there, but Clevenger performing to the pitcher that they believe that he is and he stays healthy, that could be an equation changer for the Padres. So, um, and it also the fact that he's a free agent at the end of the year too, um, that could really enhance his value going into his walk here. And it's going to be interesting because there's, there's some precedent for pitchers who have two Tommy John surgeries. Nathan Ovaldi is one of them, and he still got paid by Boston. Maybe that's the case there. And fun fact is they're both represented by the same agent. So, um, so they have precedent in how to handle that too. All right. Okay. Very nice. Uh, last one on the, on the roll here is Avi Garcia. And uh, and the Miami Marlins, are we gonna are we gonna punt on Avi? Is there gonna be a trade coming down the pipe here? No, uh, it's it's not gonna be a trade. It's so release. I remember when they. Oh wait, what's that? I know. Go ahead. I just said release. Uh, Keep going. Oh, it's not gonna be a release either. It's it's me. Cause so when when they signed him, it was four years for fifty three million. I had a couple of executives call it the worst deal of the off season. Um, and there was one person that questioned how much Avi wants it, like how much he wants to be great. And I wrote that opinion on Fansided, and I had a lot of Marlins fans come at me for it, um, and they questioned what I know. Um, and now Avi is really struggling in Miami. He's not done well at all, and he's got a negative war right now. I think it's negative 0.8, which is not very good. Uh, Avi's a good dude, um, but like that signing from the get-go looks like a mistake. Um, and it's been a tough, tough stretch for the Marlins, who thought they were close, or thought they were getting closer, I should say, but yet they still feel pretty far away. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Bert, I got to be completely honest with you. Yeah. Nobody does, like the baseball trade deadline is sweet. But shout out to the NBA. NBA free agency, June the 30th. It's an awesome day. There is they are they are moving the needle right now over there. The league, the league has it going on. What what are you looking at over there, Bert? You're making me nervous. No, nothing going on. Just responding to texts with my left hand right now. So Okay. Johnny boy, look at that, Johnny, your boy. Johnny, I, hey. I take Kevin Durant on the Chicago Bulls all all day long, uh, but I don't think that's happening. I think we are. Yeah, I think it's more likely he ends up in the Cubs than he does the Bulls. The Sixers are supposedly getting involved right now, so we'll see. We'll see. And then I don't know what I don't know how people play Twitter, but literally Joel Embiid tweeted out "lol" and it instantly has fifty thousand likes and whatever else. I I guess they think that they're laughing at the he's laughing at the Nets. I assume, uh, but I don't even know. Um, oh, oh, you're probably laughing at Ben Simmons is what's oh, going on there. Okay. Because he, okay. he, yeah, he goes over to Brooklyn to try to compete, and then Durant demands a trade, and 
everything is in flux. So yeah, okay, I, I guess, but he's still collecting his dough. Um, so we'll see. All right. Hey, Bert, I, any happy 4th of July, buddy. Back and, at you, Carm. Yeah, Back and even though we most definitely disagreed on uh, – on Bob Bremley's role as a color commentator, maybe Bert's just maybe you're just more professional than I am. Maybe that's what it is. Look at that. Yeah, My, it's the, like the young... I remember when I was on the Brewers beat. It's like I had a relationship with a lot of those guys, but I, yeah, I still was critical of them when I needed to be, and even now, even though it seems like I'm pro player, it, uh, yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll be critical when I need what, to be. What was the most critical thing you wrote of a Milwaukee Brewer back then that you had a close relationship with? a good question that's there's quite a few of them um yeah i'll get back to you on that one but actually so there was one so i have i have some relationships uh with the dodgers and i reported in the nlcs carm that brewers people suspected the dodgers of stealing their signs by video and yeah that that did not go over very well with them but we we ended up mending those relationships and everything, but but yeah, I'll, I'm I'm critical when I need to be. Well, you had information there, buddy. A lot of information. Yeah, okay. That you don't put that out willy nilly, and that mm. that was at a whole organization, not just one particular player that you had to would have to stare down and who would. It, that's we can talk about this off the I guess we can go now. Thank you so much for uh, being a part of the Baseball Insiders. Tuesdays and Thursdays at 2. Now I want to know something that Bert wrote against a player who then stared you down the next day and you were you were at, you were you were afraid to see if that ever happened because that's 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 where the rubber meets the road if you will. Oh, that, that did happen. We'll save that one for the next episode of the Baseball Insiders though. Really? Okay. Not right now. I'm, I, we're, I'm on the edge. Oh, of... I don't know. I was trying to tease people. Tease or tease yeah. next week. Give it up. Who, who who do we got? We'll say goodbye on this. Just Manny Grandal. Oh, I that guy. Um, I not a but fan. We not a, we hashed it out and yeah, it was all good. Okay. Well, there you go. Good job. All right. Hey, have a great Fourth of July, everybody out there. Stay safe. Uh, celebrate, but do it responsibly. Words from the Baseball Insiders. Uh, anything exciting for you, Bert, this 4th of July? Be at the pool? Wowing everybody? Um, probably be at the pool. I just had uh, I had somebody that I know ask if I have any plans for the 4th of July, so maybe I have plans for that. So There you go, baby. That. There you go. There you go. Look at that Cheers. smile. He can barely hold it in. The, the text that you want to receive during the show, not, not about Juan Soto, but about 4th of <laughs> July fans. Plans. That's right. All right. You know it. All right. Hey, we'll see y'all next week. Although we're not we're not working on Tuesday next week. That's a day off for uh, the holiday. So we'll see you next Thursday uh, back at it with the Baseball Insiders. And, uh, yeah, have yourself a great Fourth of July holiday. Thank you all so much for watching. Johnny, appreciate you with the thanks. We thank you back, brother. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you, everybody. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then 
place a $5 wager on any sport, you'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.